Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 368. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Thank you for listening. That's awesome. Welcome to this little show, which is doing well on good pods. Every so often, they'll send me a little notice like, you are on the top 50 list of indie podcasts or arts podcasts, or the categories are are not clear to me, but (laughs) I'm glad to be on any and all lists of progress. That's very awesome. So today's blog is about... Uh, feminism and the arts. I had a interesting experience on the topic this summer, and I'm going to be a little bit vague about it for the moment. I may spill the beans after I've read this to you. I'm going to see how I feel after I've read it to you. Um, but yeah, there's not much to uh, say in advance of this, I guess. Um, So let's just read it. It is called Feminist Art Might Mean Something Different to Us. At this evening of art, artist after artist talked about feminism as a key to understanding their work. Okay, I thought, I'm in a safe crowd. There's no reason to soft pedal the underlying feminist ideas in my work when I talk about it. I'll just lay some things out that I usually obscure a little bit. So thinking I was in a feminist crowd, I talked about some feminist stuff and explained some of its feminist underpinnings. How quickly I discovered that I had misread the room. Immediately, I got pushback about an underlying conceit in The Dragoning a show, by the way, that while it is feminist in its mission, I've never explicitly labeled it as such. The next thing I knew, I was trying to explain that, yes, men do kill women, and at absolutely terrifying rates. How I wish I'd had the numbers right then, but now I know that globally it's six women every hour. All night long, I'd been hearing feminist, 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 but as soon as an actual feminist issue came up, the room seemed very different. How did we all have such different perspectives on feminist art? I wondered if it was generational, since I was significantly older than most of the others. I come from an era in which being a feminist carried some stigma. The others came from the girl boss era, the hashtag feminist, the pink feminist swag years. It's possible that feminist art just means something different in different moments. To me, it's Judy Chicago's Dinner Party or Anna Mendieta's Silhouette series. It's work that challenges the status quo and makes the audience reconsider things. It's not that I think images of beautiful women's naked bodies aren't feminist, because I I suppose they could be, but I might need some support materials to help me see them that way. This is why I suspect it is a generational disconnect, because those who've come up in a girl boss or choice feminism culture tend to have an individualist point of view on feminism. That is, it's about the individual choices of a woman rather than the collective. 
I don't blame them for the confusion. The corporate embrace of feminism served to really obscure what we were talking about. It convinced a generation of women that their nakedness was a feminist act because they were choosing to do it. And if they just happened to please the male gaze while doing it, all the better. I feel like Rachel Bloom, who herself is a representative of this choice feminism generation, perfectly summed up the contradictions baked into choice feminism in her song about all the modifications women do to their bodies, just for yourself. These are the lyrics. Put yourself first, girl. Worry about yourself. Make yourself sexy, just for yourself. So when dudes see you put yourself first, they'll be like, damn, you're hot. You want to make out? Push them boobs up just for yourself. Wear six-inch heels just for yourself. If it's just for myself, shouldn't I be comfortable? No. Put yourself first in a sexy way. My feeling is that if your feminist art makes men want to make out with you, you're probably not really making feminist art. This isn't because there aren't some great feminist men out there who might find feminists sexy. There are. I know some personally. But feminist art doesn't exist to turn men on. If it manages to do that, that's a pretty neat kink. Tell me more. For me, the best feminist art will make folks think or see something in a new way. It will reveal something hidden. It will right previous wrongs. It will give women seats at the table where they had none before, literally in the case of the dinner party. Sometimes feminist art makes folks uncomfortable, and there are sometimes consequences. The third wave, or maybe this is the fourth wave now, of feminism got a little diluted, I think. It got a little safer for everyone, and it got a little buzzwordy. I think that's okay, since it meant it became a lot less dangerous to talk about feminism. The thing that concerns me is that it seems like that didn't come with any increased safety in talking about feminist ideals, or ideas, or art, or propositions. It may be a safe word to use in your artist statement these days, but I'm not sure it's any safer to fight for the rights and benefits of women. That's the part I'm interested in. And not just on Women's March Day when everyone's doing it. So the thing is, I feel like this is a bigger piece that I didn't write because I, I mean, it's about some people that I know and whose feelings I did not want to hurt, but also I just was really struggling with this kind of disconnect or, or, or shift in understanding of what it means to be feminist um, among artists particularly. I think it's possible in the visual arts that it's become trendy to call your work feminist and not actually teach anybody what feminism is. <laughs> like it's a buzz, it's buzz, it's a buzzword, right? Like you, you say, oh, you can you can put it in your little artist statement generator, and it's a very normal thing to put in your artist generator. But if you actually deal with feminist ideals and ideas, then everyone gets uncomfortable. 
That is what happened, actually. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not theoretical. I, I had the experience of seeing a lot of quote-unquote feminist work, which was really just naked women's bodies, and then trying to talk about, uh, you know, uh, actual feminist concerns, like the incredible rate of femicide around the world. And, uh, yeah, I just ran into a we just like a weird, weird wall about all of that. Anyway, I think there are more thoughts to have when I maybe feel less concerned about hurting anyone's feelings. Um, a little bit safer in here than in writing, you know, because most people don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, but if you do, in fact, make feminist art that is really just naked women's bodies, I'm totally down with you making your art about naked women's bodies. That is absolutely part of all of art. You're, you're in line with a very long tradition. I just think it's weird when we call it feminist, unless there's some, you know, good story or you're taking us in a whole new direction or showing us something that has never been seen before, all of that. Okay, cool. But, you know, just naked ladies, that's, that's been art from the beginning. So it doesn't feel particularly like, ooh, this is so feminist. Anyway, I, I'm still sorting through my feelings about all of this, obviously. So um, the song that I'm going to give you is obviously Put Yourself First from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend by Rachel Bloom. Since I quoted it in the piece, I had to learn it. Um, and uh, I'm playing it on ukulele. I will play that for you in just a moment. Meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. If you would like to support this experience, that would be amazing. Uh, you can do that by writing a review, subscribing, giving it five stars, particularly in Apple Podcasts, but I think any podcast app will do. Not Stitcher, because that's gone. What? Um, and if you'd like to support it with your dollars, that would be uh, really amazing. Patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis, Kofi, PayPal, all those links are in the show notes. If you'd like to support me on Substack, you can do that. Don't have any paid supporters there yet, but you know, that maybe that time's a coming. Um, that could be you because, you know, everybody likes a different platform is the thing. I think there's even a way to do paid stuff on Medium, but I think it involves like being a member and I haven't gotten into that business. So, but you know, you never know. Whatever way you do, I will be happy to receive it. And if I don't have a way to receive it yet, let me know and I will figure it out. So thank you in advance, but mostly thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm very happy to play you this song. Uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is a television program, uh, sort of musical television program. I did uh, at least one song from it before. I believe Don't Be a Lawyer was the one I did. I might have done something else too, but I don't remember. Um, but it's a, a very charming, um, surprising show. It sounds like it's going to be like, oh, no. It's a cliche, crazy ex-girlfriend, but in fact, there's a lot of kind, there is in fact a lot of feminist content in it, um, which I appreciate. So 
Um, I think that's all. Yeah, here it is. It is called Put Yourself First. They'll be like, damn, you're hot. Wanna make out? Push them boobs up just for yourself. Wear six inch heels just for yourself. If it's just for myself, shouldn't I be comfortable? No! Put yourself first in a sexy way. Pierce your ears just for yourself. Put a hole in your earlobe just for yourself. Brace yourself, this is gonna hurt. Put yourself first in a sexy way. Put yourself first, girl, worry about yourself. Wear fake eyelids just for yourself So when dudes see you Put yourself first They'll be like, damn, you're hot Let's buy a house in Portland Put yourself first for him It's what you gotta do Put yourself first for him If I put myself first for him Then aren't I by definition putting myself second? Don't think about it too hard Too, too hard Don't think about it too hard Too, too hard It's a wormhole It's a Mobius strip Snake eats tail, it's the infinity sign. Get a tattoo of the infinity sign on your lower back. 